You're listening to the Straight Up Saints Podcast. What's up, everyone? It's your host, Chris Rosvoglu, and welcome to another edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast presented by Boo Crew Media and Level Water. Level Water is a New Orleans-based water bottle company providing a sustainable, reliable brand of water that relates to this generation and its ever-growing health-conscious lifestyles. Make sure to go check them out at levelwaterco.com or on Instagram at levelwaterco. Now, the 2021 NFL Draft, it was a fun first day. There was a lot of movement in terms of, you know, the, the teens and people not knowing what was going to go on. Some nice picks like the 49ers taking Trey Lance. And then you get to the Saints pick and they are, you know, we're thinking maybe JOK. Some people are thinking Asante Samuel Jr. Others are thinking maybe a receiver like an Elijah Moore. Who do the Saints take? The Saints take none other than Houston defensive end Peyton Turner. And this did not sit sit well with fans. Frankly, it didn't at first sit well with me. I posted the Joker meme that you get what you fucking deserve. And people were, I know, cracking up over that. And I'm going to be honest with you. Last night was an experience. So disclaimer, before the draft even started, I actually got my second dose of Pfizer. And I'm not here to talk about the vaccine and stuff like that. But the, the symptoms started hitting me around when the saints made their pick and then of course you know my back's killing me i have a fever and then bam saints pick paid and turner i'm like you got to be shit me right now like one i didn't expect it and two i i really wanted them to get jok because jok was one of my draft crushes but there's two valuable lessons to be learned here one nfl teams have much different boards than what i may have or what an analyst may have or what another you know podcaster may have and that's okay because one the teams know more than us and two they're looking for different traits than we're looking for. You know, I might be seeing JOK at a Notre Dame game dominating. And while I think that's, you know, NFL caliber and something you want on a team, fans may be, you know, the team may be looking at certain metrics and advanced statistics that guys like Peyton Turner hit. And that's why they like him. So let's get into the pick, whether it was right, whether it was wrong and go from there. Before we do that, what I want to tell people, and while I'm not trying to act like I'm some saint because I was, at first very upset with the pick and I just didn't agree with it. And obviously my stance has changed because one, I slept on it. And two, you got to get more information instead of just being reactionary. And that goes for me. That doesn't go for you guys. That goes for myself. But the one thing I want people to make sure they're not doing is tweeting at Peyton Turner. You don't have to like the pick. It's your opinion. It's all subjective, but you don't have to like the pick and then rip the poor kid on a special day, a day that he'll never forget getting the phone call and being told that he's getting drafted 28th overall to the new Orleans saints. So I saw a couple of people were tweeting at the kid. Didn't really appreciate that. Let him enjoy his moment. This is his special week, his special day. If you don't like to pick tweet about it. Just don't at the kid. There's no point in doing that. So let's get into it. There are reasons to like the pick. There are reasons not to like the pick and we'll go from there and kind of, you know, analyze whether or not I'm on board with it. But for starters, the saints need a defensive end help. And I said this, I was actually on a a good friend of mine's podcast. And I said, look, it wouldn't shock me if the Saints won defensive line in the first round, but I didn't think they would in a million years because the way the board was going last night, you got up to pick 22 and Farley Newsom and JOK were also there. and And those were all three guys I really liked, which is why, by the way, you shouldn't get attached to prospects. And I thought this, you know, the Saints are going to get a DB. I really thought so. And I thought they'd maybe move up a couple spots to make sure they get Newsom after Farley was taken. They don't do that. And the Browns end up taking Newsom at 26. Saints settle for Peyton Turner at 28. Now, people didn't like it. 
People think it's a reach. I myself thought it was a reach. But when Adam Schefter's reporting hours before the draft, Peyton Turner is viewed as a first-round pick on some team's boards, we shouldn't necessarily be shocked that he went in the first round at all. And then to further that point, the end of the first round was almost all pass rushers. I mean, you had Joe Tryon to the, to the Bucks, You had Greg Russo to the Bills. Um, you had Jason Owe from uh, Penn State go to the Ravens. So edge rushers were coming off the board left and right. And who knows? If the Saints didn't take Peyton Turner, someone else might have taken Peyton Turner. Like, that's very, very possible. So I know people didn't love the pick, but just because the Saints took him, doesn't necessarily mean that they're the only ones that had him on their board as a first-round pick. It's very possible someone else did. Now, what does Turner bring to the table? Well, first off, I know a lot of people are thinking he's really an outside linebacker because there's, there's, you know, clips of him standing up in a nine-wide technique. Dude, he's a 4-3 defensive end. Everyone keeps saying it, and I'm going to go with their, their opinion on this. He's a 4-3 defensive end. I asked two people who I really like that do a crap ton of draft work, way more than I do, what they think of Peyton Turner. One of them said they had him as a top 20 prospect. The other said they had him as a top 40. Either way, that's not, if that's the case, it's really not that much of a reach or not what people think at all. Now, what does he bring to the table? For starters, I think he's got really good hands. And I think that's something that you need, obviously, from the defensive end position, whether you're going to get too high, too low. If you have good hands, you can put yourself in a really good spot. He's got good power. He's got good length at 6'6. Obviously, the wingspan's great. He's physical. That is something you're going to see immediately when you pop in any Peyton Turner tape, highlight, clip, whatever it might be. You'll see that. You're going to notice, wow, Peyton's a really physical dude. What I love the most, though, is the motor. And I know people hate, there's two things that NFL fans hate. They hate when someone brings up their motor, and they hate when someone brings up that they have good character. Both qualities, by the way, that Peyton Turner does have. But the motor for me is something that people should like more. Don't you want someone that's not going to give up on a play? Even if it's not their play to make, they're going to try their hardest to be the guy that does make that play. That matters. You don't want to live in an NFL where you got guys giving up on plays or guys not giving their all every snap. There's no time for that at all. And Peyton Turner is the type of kid that you watch the tape. There's literally a clip of him missing the running back at one point, kind of just like flies off him because he came in too hot. Obviously not ideal. And that's not going to fly in the NFL. He gets up in like a millisecond off the turf, literally off the turf, and finishes the play and wraps the guy up. Like, that is the energy you want. And the unfair thing for this guy, and I heard it all of last night, he's Marcus Davenport 2.0. One, the circumstances could not be any more different. And two, I think the kids, the guys, could not be any more different in terms of personality. And I'm not here to knock Marcus. I'm not here to just patronize Peyton. Marcus Davenport, one of the concerns was, is he fully invested to football? I think just from the outside looking in, it seems like he's not. And I think a lot of people have kind of thought the same thing. And that's okay, because people have to understand, just because you play professional football doesn't mean you love professional football. You just might be so damn talented that it kind of becomes your way of a nine-to-five job. And for Davenport, there are concerns about whether or not he is the guy that fully loves a game and every second wants to get better. You're not getting that with Peyton Turner. It takes two minutes of a Peyton Turner interview to realize this kid is all in on the game of football. This is what he lives for. This is what he breathes. This is what he sleeps. And does that mean he's going to become a star? No, that's not how it works. Just because you love something doesn't mean you're going to be great at it. Okay. I love basketball, but I'm telling you guys right now, my five, nine ass is not doing anything on a hoop. It's not happening. So Peyton Turner is going to have to work for it. I know that. But there are reasons to like him. 
And the fact that his pro comp in terms of what his ceiling is, is Cam Jordan. And this is coming from a guy who I really, really trust in terms of his scouting work. And I think he's one of the best in the business at it. When he tells you, I think this guy could be Cam Jordan, it tells me one of two things. One, the Saints love their 6'6 prototypes because that's what you're getting with Peyton Turner. And two, the Saints are preparing for the future at that position as they should. Because guess what, guys? Cam Jordan was not that good this year. Was he solid? Sure. Was he Cam Jordan? No. And there's a big difference to that. So getting in Peyton Turner in the building, maybe he develops into what people thought Marcus Davenport could develop into. And there you go. And also with the Marcus Davenport 2.0 stuff, the Saints traded two first-round picks for Marcus Davenport. Peyton Turner, they sat at 28 and thought he's one of the best players on their board. Let's take him. Do you, do you have to agree with it? No. Do you have to accept that those, you know, the logistics of both moves are absolutely different? Yes, because it's not the same thing at all. It's different between trading up to 14 and taking the guy at 28 and not mortgaging a future first. Big, big difference. And again, I'm not here to sell you on Peyton Turner. I want you guys to formulate your own opinions. And I still think at some level it was a reach. However, after watching a little bit more, after seeing the tape, I can see why the Saints liked him because one, the Saints have a type. Everyone's got a type in life, regardless of what it might be. It doesn't have to be about football. Everyone's got a type. The Saints got a type when it comes to defensive ends. They like those long 6'5", kind of like a basketball history to them, which Peyton Turner does. That's the type of guy they like. And not that I need to sell you on this, but Peyton Turner scored as the highest defensive end in this class in the athletic success indicator. And his score actually put him right between the Bosa, the Bosa brothers. And obviously we know how good the Bosa brothers are. Does this mean that Turner is going to be successful in the NFL? No. Does it mean that his ceiling is way higher than people think? Yes. And I know we're not here for the upside thing. I think you rather have the proven commodity over the upside, but here's newsflash for you guys. After I'd say the first pick in the draft, I always think it's a crapshoot. And I don't think people know what they're getting until they see him on the field. I fully feel that way. So with Peyton Turner, give him a chance. Let's see what happens with him. I'm going to root for the kid very hard. I hope he has a long, successful career in NOLA. But we'll see what happens. And I do not think this is a similar situation with Davenport. And I do think this also sends a message to the defensive line. You guys got to get better. Davenport's got to be better. And this unit has depth now. They did lose Trey Hendrickson, guys. So let's not act like defensive line wasn't a need. It was a need. Was it the priority? No. Cornerback was. And it always was going to be. But things changed. And the board probably got rearranged when Farley and Newsom are gone. So I'm very much okay with the Saints at the end of the day taking Peyton Turner. I don't have to love the move, but do I have to accept it and understand why they did it? Absolutely. And I'm telling you right here, sitting here right now, speaking to you guys, I understand why they made the pick. So... Let's fast forward. Let's bring in some good vibes because I know Saints fans are a little upset with what happened last night. And let's talk about day two of the NFL draft because day two of the NFL draft always, 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 always has a few guys who kind of slipped through the cracks on day one and had high grades that are available. And two, have guys that maybe weren't seen as first round picks, which is obviously why they're available on day two, that end up being the difference between making a good team, a great team, and a bad team, a worse team, depending on how you do in this draft. But there's a lot of talent at positions the Saints need. And let's start off with linebacker. One of my favorite prospects in this draft, Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa, he's still available. And now, if hypothetically the Saints were to draft him, and I told you the Saints' first two picks were JOK and Peyton Turner, you would be okay with it if you knew JOK was pick 28. Now, all of a sudden, if Turner was pick 28 and the Saints trade up in the second round and get JOK, your mentality is going to change. I don't think that makes any sense. So, JOK is on the board. 
and we know what he brings to the table. You also have Jabril Cox from LSU, who the Saints do like, and I'm not saying they're going to trade up for him, but I'm saying keep an eye on that. The Saints do like Jabril Cox. This is well-known. There's also Nick Bolton from Mizzou, who I previewed in a previous podcast. Wasn't necessarily in love with this tape, but there are reasons to like him. He's a thumper. He's got good speed. He's a pretty good athlete. Can he be great in coverage? I have my doubts, but people will talk about that. And there's also guys like Pete Warner and Baron Browning from Ohio State who aren't necessarily elite prospects, but could the Saints mold them into something? Yes, and I think they're worth a day day two pick at some point. Not sure if it's round two or round three. Warner, I'm leading towards round three, Browning towards round two. But those are names for you guys to consider, obviously, while you're watching day two of the NFL draft. You don't have to tweet at me and be like, hey, Chris, who are you looking at? Those are guys that you might want to consider absolutely in this draft. Now, the cornerback position, the one that we know they want to address, but they haven't addressed it yet, and it's kind of crazy because we thought it'd be, it would happen at some point this offseason, but it hasn't. There are still decent cornerback prospects on the board, but I'm going to say decent because I think when you take a guy day two at the cornerback position, you shouldn't expect him to start day one because it is so hard to make that transition from college to the pros at the cornerback position when you're facing better athletes and better cornerbacks and faster guys at the line of scrimmage, that transition period's tough. That said, there are about four to five corners that I would look at, and I'm going to start with the one that I like the most. That's Asante Samuel Jr. Now, I don't think the Saints are going to draft Asante Samuel Jr., and the reason I say that is I don't think he fits their mold. He's 5'10", he's about 180 pounds. That's not their frame. Would I like Asante? Because I think that people are overlooking him because of his size. Absolutely. I think in five years from now, Asante Samuel could be a very good cornerback, and people are going to say, man, we shouldn't have been stuck up over his height. We should have taken the kid. And I think people will realize that. But I could see him falling. Now, Stanford DB, Paulson Adebo, I think this is a really talented kid. I think that whether you want to play man or zone, I think you can use him in both varieties. I think he's got ideal size. I think Paulson, interestingly enough, is a guy who kind of got hurt from this past season. Paulson, you know, last year, if you were to look at a mock draft, he was a first-round pick. And then you fast forward, he's maybe second or third. The talent is there. The IQ is there. I think this is a guy that Saints should keep an eye on, in my opinion. Another one is Ifatu Melifanu from Syracuse. I've already kind of talked about him before. I like his length. I like his active hands. I like his size. Is he quick enough, though? And what happens when he faces guys with a quick twitch? That scares me. That is something that he could get he could get got on, in my opinion, as the people say. So would I take Melifanu in round two? I think I would. Would I feel necessarily comfortable with the pick? Probably not. That is a problem. And the last corner I'm going to mention, and again, not 100% sure that he's going to end up being available for the Saints at pick 60 because he might go faster than people think, is Calvin Joseph. I think when you want a corner on the outside in day two, Kelvin Joseph's your guy. I think that he's instinctive. I think that he has good, and this is something that people have raved about, his body control's up there. I think he's got that cornerback one mentality. That matters to me. And I don't know if Kelvin Joseph will be a pick 60, but I think Kelvin Joseph would be a pretty good pick. And if I were to rank them, I'm still biased, so Asante Samuel's still my favorite from the guys available, but I am very okay with the Saints getting Joseph, Adebo, and Melifanu probably in that order. That'd probably be my order. But those are guys for me that I'm looking at on day two if the Saints want a corner. Now, it's possible the Saints don't take a corner. And if that happens, you're going to say, Chris, well, what the hell are they going to do with that position? I, I'm assuming that means they're going to sign a free agent, whether that is Richard Sherman or former Steelers cornerback Steven Nelson or Casey Hayward. 
I prefer Nelson out of the bunch, but I think the Saints got to be interested in a corner, a veteran one, if they don't draft one. And even if they draft one, should still make a call if you have the money. And obviously that's a big if because the Saints aren't exactly printing out cash at this point in time. So we'll see what happens there. The last position I want to talk about before I end this podcast, because this is going to be a short one just to talk about Turner and almost like give you a quick therapy session. The fact that it's not that deep guys in terms of the draft, the wide wide receiver positions, one that I've loved throughout the draft and everyone has, it's, it's really loaded. There are a couple guys that I thought might go last night. They're still available on the board and the saints are going to have a chance in my opinion to get a good wide receiver if they want one. And I don't know if they want one and I think they should take one, but if they, if they don't, so be it. If they do, here are the guys that I really like. Elijah Moore, Ole Miss wide receiver. He's coming off the board. So I don't think they're going to get more. I think they'd have to trade up for more. I actually had a fringe day one grade on more. And if the Saints were to hypothetically trade up into early second round and take Elijah Moore, I would be very, very happy. I'd probably be throwing a little bit of a parade on Twitter. I think the kid's that good. I think he's special. People will like him in the NFL immediately, and he'll bring an immediate impact to whatever offense he goes to. So I think if you are a team like the Jets, you are a team like the Jaguars, maybe go add him to your roster. I think Elijah Moore would be great. Now, he's not the only wide receiver on the board available in day two. You have Tutu Atwell. You have Terrace Marshall. Terrace Marshall, for me, is way above Tutu Atwell. I think it's Elijah Moore. And then Terrace Marshall, if I'm grading the receivers left in this draft, those are the top two. But Tutu Atwell is a speed threat. I know he only weighs about 150 pounds, and that's probably soaking wet, and I think that's going to scare people. But he does have the burners. So someone who wants a deep threat will probably go after Atwell. It just might not be the Saints. You have Rondale Moore, not to be confused with Elijah Moore. Great freshman year tape. Then injuries hit him, and he kind of reeled off, and it's you got to wonder what's next for him. But I do like Rondale Moore's tape. I think if he were to go to the Saints, I'm sure that Sean Payton would have a plan in place for him. However, I would still rank him around three or four in this draft class in terms of what's remaining. You have Dwayne Eskridge from Western Michigan, who I've been tweeting about recently. This is the guy who you can give him a screen pass for, you know, behind the line of scrimmage, and he could take it 50 yards. He's got that burst. I think he might slip to round three, and if he does, the Saints can go defense in round two, move up in round three to take Eskridge, and get a guy. It's reported they like him. That doesn't mean they're going to necessarily take him, but it's reported they like him. They've met with him. I think Eskridge would be a fine prospect on day two for the Saints offense if they wanted to go that route. And there's also a couple more guys I like, two in particular, and that is uh, Anthony Schwartz from Auburn, who I have mentioned you want speed. He's got it, 4-2-8-40. You want the size, pretty decent over six feet. He checks off all the boxes, and while the college production's not there, I think it's kind of an indictment on his quarterback, Bo Nix, who wasn't that accurate with the football. I think Anthony Schwartz in an offense with Jameis Winston throwing the ball with Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Traquan Smith, and all those boys. I think he could be productive. He's up there for me as a quote-unquote sleeper pick, a guy who can really emerge in his rookie season if he were to fall in the Saints' lap. And Amari Rodgers, a do-it-all weapon who the Saints, man, they can scheme up a lot of things. You can put him in the backfield. He took some routes out of the backfield at his pro day. You can put him in the slot. You can move him all over the field, and he is only getting better. He just had his best season at Clemson in his final year. I think that says something for me, and I really like his quick twitch. I think that Amari Rodgers in the Saints offense would give them a Lance Moore type of guy where he can dominate in the slot, but you could also move him around. I think he's even more versatile than Lance Moore ever was, and the Saints are missing that. And since Willie Sneed, they haven't really had a good slot. 
Get Amari Rodgers in that system. I think he would thrive, and it would be interesting. So those are a lot of day two guys at linebacker, corner, wide receiver. I'd be watching. Does it mean the Saints are going to address it? Hell no. I mean, we just saw them take a defensive end with their first over with their first round pick. So anything could happen. Those are prospects that I would like to see the Saints take. But again, going back to what I said when I started the show, my board is completely different from the Saints board, and they know way more than I do. So whatever they do, I would trust them over my opinion, obviously. But if they were to take an Asante Samuel or a Jabril Cox or a Dwayne Eskridge or an Elijah Moore or a Kelvin Joseph or a Anthony Schwartz or, or Amari Rogers, I would be very thrilled with those guys. I think those are high character players. And more importantly, I think this, the arrows pointing up for their traje- trajectory in their career. So there's a lot of prospects to watch on day two guys. I hope you're a little bit okay with the Peyton Turner pick. Now I know you guys are going to be thrilled, but I hope you guys got over the early reactions. Like I did, obviously initially it wasn't fun, but I think he has all the makings of a star defensive end. Now it's about the saints finally developing one the right way. It didn't work with Davenport. Maybe it'll work with Peyton Turner, but let's see what happens on day two. The saints have a chance to really upgrade their roster and be aggressive. Multiple picks. I looking, I'm looking for them to make a trade. Not sure if it'll be second round or third round, but I expect them to be active. I expect them to be aggressive and should be a fun day two of the draft. So buckle up for what should be a really exciting second and third round. And I'll have more coverage, not only on Twitter, but on the Straight Up Saints podcast for you guys later this week. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast.